Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bloody Good Horror. My name is Eric, and I will be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, <laughs> or as I like to call it, a um, copyright cautionary tale. <laughs> uh, we, joining me tonight, first up, from... The Bay Area, San Francisco. Please welcome Rachel. Hello, I'm back and ready to talk some Winnie the Pooh. Next up from Memphis, Tennessee. Please welcome Elizabeth to the show. Hey, guys. And last up tonight from Indiana. Please welcome Casey or as his um, video says, Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) Oh, oh, bother. (laughs) We had a lot to talk about tonight. (laughs) Number one on my list, interesting choice to dress Pooh exactly like Dan Connor, like early season Dan Connor from Roseanne. It's uncanny. If I was not tired and lazy, I would go find the picture. I was really gun for red t-shirt, no pants, and was disappointed. I know. He does have the red t-shirt. Well, he does. And I'm not saying I wanted that character to have no pants, but... It's like gritty, woodsy Pooh. I'm not here to kink shame. Well... I actually had this question last night and I asked it to Colleen and I was going to save it for when I talked about the show, but I'm going to throw it out there because Elizabeth brings up a good point. I want to know at what point in the history of this story that they're telling us, you know, Christopher Robin finds them at these you know weird animals out in the woods and he befriends them until he goes to high school. Then he takes off to college. Who and going by the drawings of what we know of Woody the Pooh. Who actually tracked down Pooh and Piglet and told them that they needed to start wearing pants? Man, it's becoming a problem. Casey, <laughs> that, many questions. that and many other questions are going to be my friends. They're going to be a, they're going to be officially exactly. answered tonight. We're going to be giving canon answers because that's the fun thing about Pooh, Blood, and Honey. That it's public domain and we can make up whatever we want, and it's all public. Right, so we're just going to democratize. I've been writing fanfic for a week, live <laughs> on the show. It also led me to reading about a bunch of other copy in the next 10 years, like next year or the year after Mickey Mouse goes into out of copyright. But it specifically has to be that version from like 1929 or whatever it was. Steamboat Willie. So it's got to be like Steamboat Willie ass Mickey Mouse, basically. Okay, I actually want that horror movie. I do too. 100%. We find it he was a cartoon and we were all people and he like comes out of your shower or something. I was like, weirdly, like, like weirdly relevant to tonight's show. Did anybody play that Mickey Mouse Capades game on Nintendo when they were kids? It's where Mickey and Minnie are like trapped in a paint house with like paintings that they go into. Oh, yes. My cousin. I don't know why, but that came out. Everything and she absolutely had that. I don't know why, but that game horrified me. Like, I found it scary and I don't know why. Still thinking about it now, I I feel uneasy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just wanted to bring that up. All right. Let's do it. Let's take. (laughs) That's right. Let's take a quick break and discuss Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. The front time. Main feature. I actually think it's really interesting how, like, they went for the full name. 
Like, I think my gut would have been like poo colon or like, I mean, although I understand why you can't, that's a little weird or like it's a different kind of movie, <laughs> more, more of <laughs> like Germany. a clever play it, like a clever play in words, but it feels like they just wanted to be like, no, we're using the full legal, his full legal name, mm-hmm. not his, his government name. name. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, but before we get to the movie first here tonight on Bloody Good Horror, Casey, please bring us the word of the day. Much like like Freedom brought us this movie tonight, I gave the rest of the cast the freedom to decide who was going to do Word of the Day, and it's Casey. Yeah, this movie's my fault too, so apologies. Um, So I got a Word of the Day for you. It's a pretty good word. It's not going to be as in-depth as Schnars, but I can class it up a bit and get my professor punch going. (laughs) Nice. This is why you need Patreon for the live stream. All right, this week's word is a noun. I don't have the background or where it comes from, but it's pretty simple and straightforward. Mongrel, an individual resulting from the interbreeding of diverse breeds or a cross between types of persons or things. Are you positing that this version of Winnie the Pooh was created by some like interspecies mingling? It was because that's the story in the beginning as they do the little cartoon. He discovered a group of crossbreeds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but they don't tell you how. Half breed that's so problematic, but fuck. They don't tell you. They don't tell you how. Like, was it like a lady poo and a man human or was it a man poo and a lady human? That comes in the sequel. It raises a lot of. Was it like a Kodiak bear and then like a person? Like. I don't know. Yeah, I want, these are actual Which legit questions that were I wanted answered. Well, I you figure we're going to have a sequel, and then we we have to have a sequel before Halloween. we can have the prequel to get those answers. Right? Did somebody have sex with a, a display at Spirit Halloween? Like, is that how this movie <laughs> came made? Uh, Casey, since you're um, since you gave us the word, why don't you tell us about this movie? Oh boy. Uh, so yeah, I did not prepare you for that. <laughs> no, you did not. But that's okay. I mean, it's Synopsis we all know the wet. story of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> we all know the story of Winnie the Pooh based off of the original book, not the Disney version, mind you. Just because there's the whole thing about rights and public domain at play here. Um, but it starts out we get to see how Christopher Robin had wandered through the woods and met these crossbred animals and befriended them and started bringing the picnic lunches every day and. But not until eventually Christopher Robin grew old and he needed to go off to college and leave his friends behind. But as they left his friends behind, the poor friends, animal friends living out in the woods didn't know how to care for themselves. And so without him bringing their picnic lunch, they turned feral <laughs> and became very angry towards humans. It's uh, worth noting, yeah, they, they use the actual word feral yes. <clears throat> in the voiceover plot dump in the beginning. And they took a turn, and this is, you know, a little spoilery, but this is literally like the first five minutes of the movie, so it's not crazy. But then once Christopher Robin goes off to school, and part of what turned them over to this feral state is they couldn't find food because Christopher Robin wasn't doing it, and they didn't know how to hunt. So they ate Eeyore. Um, So, and then they left and lived (laughs) in the woods. Now we get to see eventually Christopher Robin comes back from college to visit his friends and introduce his new fiance or wife or whatever to his childhood friends. And that's when we start to see things uh, take a turn for the worse out in the hundred acre woods. Now that is oddly enough, 
just the pre like the uh, post prelog to the movie before yeah. we even get a title drop here, you which know, just gives I, you a background. I hadn't really considered it, but Eeyore is a pack animal, so in a weird way, I guess it does make sense that he's the one they ate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and he was always just you he know, seems well marbled. Kept to himself. I really yeah. would have liked to see a like bipedal donkey monster, though. Just saying. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But then after that, though, we get to our to our main plot of the movie, where for some random reason, which isn't fully explained, but the group of girls decide to meet up in the cabin in the woods that's just outside of the hundred acre woods. Uh, it or is a beat and greet. So funny hearing someone earnestly say, I, like, "It really is hundred kind of acre woods as no. like a real <laughs> yeah. life location." No, I know. And the one sign just painted in blood. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, what I need is a sequel explaining what happened to Rabbit. Good news. It's yeah. coming. Hell oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Elizabeth, what did you think? Oh, my. Um, <laughs> um, so this was, let me, I'm not even going to try to be cute. Zero expectations. Still totally disappointed me. Not going to recommend it to anybody for any reason. <laughs> don't know why they're rubber. They're literally made out of rubber. They are wearing a Halloween costume from head to foot. That is shiny rubber, but they're supposed to be both human and bare. I don't know. They they put lots of warnings, like very tropey horror movie, like another person's missing outside the hundred acre, whatever. And then like, why are these girls going for grief weekend to the place where half bears murder kids? And I don't, like, I just don't understand. They did not. I feel silly critiquing this movie. They did not. Do any groundwork laying with the sort of um, the environment in which this is occurring or the circumstances under which these girls go there? How did they even know about this place? Is it national news or is it just 100 acre wood adjacent? Is this like a local story? I would love to see like how how large a publication is this running on the first page of? Um, <laughs> I, the pacing was fine. It was it, it was uh, nonstop, whatever it was. And I don't know. We can get into more. It just, uh, um, yeah, it, it, it has to, in my mind, go in the same spot as like, not even, <clears throat> not even Sharknado, but like the way we're sci-fi, like midnight movies that are like, have the dumbest titles too. Like, it's like bad porn at that point. Like, it's just like science <laughs> bear woods attack or, and I'm like, fine, do it to my face. Like just Put this in my eyes, I guess, because I am I have two brain cells left. It's that kind of movie, but I feel like ugh, I was nowhere near that kind of mood to watch this today. Sorry, dog. It's going to be a no for me. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody is going to cut together a, the end of that. It's just going to be Elizabeth I saying bad porn, put it in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you that someone? I'm not not that someone. <laughs> Rachel. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'll start with a positive thing. And then I think that this thing is a masterclass in viral marketing. Like, conceptually, it's so hooky and so perfectly. You don't even have to market it. Like, the title, done. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it like it hits you right in the childhood feels like it. There is that instant curiosity. The absurdism of it is very appealing and, like, creates that, like, 
you know, that desire to see what it could be. Um, in fact, what I read was that this went so viral that they had to go back and do extensive reshoots because they were like, this movie is not good enough. We need to make it better. Oh, wow. What so, interesting times in which we live. That is fascinating. I, oh, I was thinking about this and Megan and how viral marketing kind of is in yeah. conversation it's with now them. It's creating the art. It's literally like mm, the motor in the car. Yeah. That's so interesting. And I don't know how I feel about that. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I think that there are elements of this that worked for me. Like, I think the opening section was interesting. I, I liked that. I art. should have said, yes. I should have led with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The art style was really cool. There's a moment where you see them like normal sized and then they starve and it's sort of like this flash moment I think is is really effective and evocative. Um, in fact, the entire sort of opening prologue really worked for me with like Christopher Robbins coming back with the fiance. The setting that we're in is really cool and creepy. I love the design of like the twisted branches in, the, in their little poo hideaway um i'm a child every time i say poo i am laughing inside um where i think it falters for me is there isn't really enough there there for a full runtime it's like a it's a great short film but doesn't have enough to pad Mm -hmm. out that runtime you know what it is it feels like a um it feels like a robot chicken segment made into a serious movie that that part yes and like but with poo figures you know like yeah. yeah. So instead, they just sort of take this kind of conceptually interesting, sort of absurdist idea and then shoehorn in the most basic of slasher plots. Um, right. I yeah. want it to be more avant garde. This, If it's going to exist at all, they need to just run straight the fuck into the weirdness yes. and be like, just like make my brain explode. Yes. This did exactly the opposite where I was just like, mm, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I have, I have thoughts on that, but I'll say. I mean, it. like it, and it's mean spirited in a way that it's not really enjoyable. It like evokes all of the like worst sort Same. of gender politics of of the slasher genre instead of like subverting or playing in the absurdist space. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like. I think it. Like, if you want to go see Winnie the Pooh and Piglet slice and dice and crush nubile girls, good news. This thing delivers. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of joyless and mean. Um, so yeah, I. I uh, (laughs) that's where i am (laughs) i love titties but there were too many in this movie and for no reason like there's not that many there's like two that's too many there's a lot of like bobbling there's a lot of like sticky sticking out of clothing there's lots of i mean we see boobs and then she immediately like she's that 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 uh hustler cover this is this is what i will say and i think i speak for casey here when i say that like these conversations are uncomfortable and I don't know how to have them. However, one way I think it can help if you really want nudity in your movie is write sex scenes because those are scenes where people are nude. Yeah. Like the thing about <laughs> yeah. the actual nudity in this movie is it happens because like in the middle of a murder scene, Pooh well, just that's goes, where the nastiness comes from, just like rips her shirt off. And you're it like, seems okay. purposeful in a way that what? like, Listen, put a, couple, the poo? Like, put a couple dudes in here and have them fuck the ladies or have well, the ladies fuck. Like just like then... Then you, nah. you like, oh, I guess my point is, I would like to live in a world where there could be gratuitous nudity in a way that is not like what you're talking about, Rachel, because I totally understand. And like, yeah, this movie makes a very conscious choice to just not care and do it in like a way that I'm not going to lie. I'm torn about because it is old school and I do like old school things, <laughs> but like, I, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. 
Well, I mean, that's my biggest problem with this movie is like, I like the, I like how I'm just going to say it. I like how trashy this movie is. Yeah. 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 And there's a place for the trashiness too. My problem with this movie is I, you know, like Elizabeth said, zero expectations going in. I knew it was going to be bad. The problem when you sit down and watch it is this movie doesn't really fully execute on what it wants to be or know what it wants to be. There's a lot of elements like a crazy slasher that we see a couple scenes and a couple okay kills that they could have gone crazier on. But then all of a sudden we start seeing kills off screen and whatnot. If you're going to have a movie on this, put it all on screen. That's what people are here for is to watch Winnie the Pooh go ape shit, not do it off <coughs> well, screen. Well, I think they had pretty severe budget limitations, especially well, yeah. of course, considering but, they had to go back and reshoot stuff. Yeah. But even talk, like talking on the boob. There's a lot of gore, though. Mm-hmm. But like even on the boob talk, they didn't know what they wanted to do there. They showed Pooh ripped that sweater off that girl that looks like it just happened to fall off on its own at random in the first fight. And then we have the hot we have the hot tub scene where the busty gal of the group is in the hot tub and it lingers for like feel what feels like ten minutes. Hmm. And they don't do it and you're thinking okay, this this is going to get bad Look, at least while, that was they don't the, even go there. At least that was for the gram. What was she doing in her bedroom? <laughs> I'm all about feeling yourself literally like, girl, get it. Yeah. But yeah. like, she was putting a show on for her tart compact mirror. I don't know. <laughs> she was just getting into it. But also, where are your girls? And it's a girls weekend. And I don't feel like you're putting this yeah. design on anybody. It's, it, it, does not, it does not even out. But I will say we do get gratuitous, sweaty Christopher Robin upper male nudity. Yeah. He's like lacerated. He literally is like beat to a pulp. I mean, it's not, it's like, not definitely real. kinky for sure. We yeah. don't judge. That? Well, yeah. some people are into that kind of thing. Yeah. I've read books. Yeah, I don't know. This no movie shame. definitely suffers from You've the. <laughs> does this person actually know a real human woman? Because like yes. not a single oh, woman yeah. behaves like a woman. Like it's got a little bit of that energy, yeah. yeah. For sure. But like their whole story of how the why they're going to this cabin in the woods. We start out the movie and they're just talking about a trip, and one girl says she's going to be in there an hour later. But now they're all there together, and there's another girl that's missing that I don't remember getting introduced to. But somebody said she was missing, and she's the first girl that Pooh found, I think. But then. <laughs> We all of a sudden we get this crazy story out of nowhere once they get to the cabin about this girl being stalked. So why not start the story there? Okay, when they went into that segment, it reminded me of in Gremlins when we get the like story within a story that has a really fancy name in literature I can't think of right now about the dad pretending to be Santa that like yeah. got burned on Christmas, mm-hmm. right? So when they start telling her story about the eye and the window and the guy undressing, I was like, go on. Yeah. Can we watch this movie? Honestly, that part is mm-hmm. good and effective and creepy. The beginning yeah. and that part, I was like, well, you can make movies, whoever this is. Yeah. Like, could you yeah. do more of that? It's so, just out of place and doesn't fit in at that point that show, in the story. It's, it's it here's that, that it shows you they can. Here's it's like yeah. these tight atmospheric segments mm-hmm. that then parlay into just puddles of mud forgive the expression here's my here's my thing about this movie okay (laughs) i think that setting aside the actual movie there's just that's what you should do and there's so much to be said about the the power of the marketing idea here and like 
it just brings up so many interesting thoughts about like copyright in general. Like the problem is that people like us have like, first of all, we really like subversive things Mm -hmm. just by nature. We also have like pretty wacky imaginations, if only because we've seen a lot of insane shit. And so that kind of expands the boundaries of what your mind can come up with. Right. So when we hear Winnie the Pooh horror movie, I agree with Elizabeth that I'm immediately thinking like, dude, you could make like a transcendent Winnie the oh Pooh horror Hell movie. Yeah. Imagine if like Aronofsky, um, Lars von Trier, like we could go on. I mean, and that is truly, that is, that is truly what in my heart of hearts, what I would want from this film. Mm-hmm. As I was watching it, I realized like, man, these are just people with a dollar and a dream fucking around in this sandbox that they now can because that like, because of this opportunity mm-hmm. And like, I think that while I understand they wanted to be the first out of the gate, they maybe underestimated people's expectations for something like this. Like, if this comes, if this is like the third poo thing we see, then it's like, oh, this is like, but there is, it is trashy in a way that I really enjoyed. And like, I fucking love, this is what I love. I love the idea, if you want to talk about subversive, like I love the idea of these um, capitalist icons that have made massive companies and the people who run them insane amounts of money. I get off on those icons being defiled. (laughs) And like, that's what this movie is. It is a terrible, trashy B-movie piece of shit that takes this beloved children's character and just takes a gleeful dump on it. And like, and How not- How far do you it, want that to go though? Like, are we talking about- I want like you more. Want like I want- Snoopy getting I want weekly, and- I want weekly poo movies. And just let's just keep getting more okay. depraved. Like I love it. No, I, I don't mean, like. I really do. We'll do that for you. I promise. Like I did find I'd joy like in this movie. Although I do agree with you. I do agree with I you, Rachel. World Wide Web. I do agree. It definitely could have gone wackier. I do agree. Like it's it's mean spirited, and I think there's now been a bar set with a movie like X, where like you can be really provocative and lurid and show nudity and sex and still do it in a way that works with today's sensibilities. So I think like there's kind of no excuse for that stuff that anymore. It's a masterpiece. I mean, when I understand, but it, you just talked about them both on the same breath. But what I'm saying is like, there's just no excuse for dealing with sexual politics and nudity and female characters the way you did now, because you can still make a kind of like trashy lurid movie mm-hmm. and have it with more updated sensibilities. There is another like far part of the spectrum where some people are just making like sexless movies now, which like I like sexy things. So I don't, I'm not into that. Clearly. (laughs) But, (laughs) um, thank you. Uh, it's just a trashy slasher and I kind of liked it. Like the, the, the kills are very violent. A lot of it's left on screen. It feels very trauma influenced. Like, Mm. Mm-hmm. Like Lloyd Kaufman film, mm-hmm. and it's at least in the way they're shooting the death scenes, like not like trauma films. His films, Lloyd Kaufman's films, are filled with it's debatable for some people, but humor 
They're meant to be campy and goofy. Like that's not what this is, but the way they shot that like car running over that girl's head and just lingered on it. Like that's, that's very kind of the way Lloyd Kaufman would shoot that. I feel like Mm -hmm. they were into squishing heads in this. Yeah. Um, I will say like they, if they were going to do make the same exact movie and fix one thing, they really just missed a great opportunity with the costuming on these killers. Like, Oh my gosh, I wish I could have done makeup on them. They're setting them up as like horrifying, like chimera human animal, human animal or like human puppet. Like, I don't know, like some type of like chimera hybrid thing. That's like monstrous. And they, do that really well with those illustrate like this illustration behind me mm-hmm. in the beginning it's like oh shit what are they gonna look like and then they literally just look like some five nights at freddy's dudes like yes. give me one hand with fur on it yes. and the other's a human hand like sure i wanted to see like a mix of parts because i feel like that would have been way more if you're telling me they're hybrids give me more horrifying like dna mixing going on not just a human just, dressed like made- dan connor with a yeah. bad mask on like <laughs> it's a terrible mask <laughs> Yeah, unless no, it, it makes them like the illustrations. Mask. See, here's the thing: I didn't realize that's what this movie was. I thought it was a slasher movie with human slashers wearing masks. Oh. Because that case, that's what you saw in the trailer. But in because that case, they're just men wearing masks. But my point is, like, no in that case, necessary. In that case, they're great masks. Yeah. Like, what if the movie was Christopher Robin? Oh, well, yeah. If what if the movie people, was? Yeah. Christopher Robin thought he was hanging out with animals when he was a kid, but they were really creepy killers in masks. That's the movie we yeah. should have watched. Oh, whatever. I mean, I could, you could like punt it, you know, you could like second guess it all day, but yeah. Yeah. I, I was severely helped with this movie by everyone on earth telling me it was the worst movie ever made. Cause you just put the bar here and you're just daring me yeah. to like it at that point. I saw that because you first said on Rotten like Tomatoes fault. and I was like, oh, Eric likes the challenge no. like that. That's anybody spoken to in the last month's fault, just so you know. Yeah. Behind the scenes earlier, we were talking for one minute before the show. Cause we never, it's like a, we do not talk. We do not like download. I'll start cause I can't help myself. I'll just be like, oh my God, in the part that went blah, blah, blah. And he's like, we should probably save it for the show. We should save it. <laughs> so like we do really well about like pause. Okay. We're not going to. Church and state. That's yeah. right. So today, though, he was like, I was just laying the fuck into this movie and like, <coughs> I just finished it. He had like 20 minutes left and he was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. gotta be honest, I think I'm going to be an apologist for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I, I said was, was like, devil's no. advocate. <laughs> Sir, what? <laughs> I said that mostly for the reaction oh and I was not disappointed. My beloved. <laughs> what I, I enjoyed the, the, Parts with Pooh and Piglet and the crazy stuff and the kill parts. It's the parts in between that really takes me out. There's not a whole lot of plot to follow. And luckily, I mean, there's those are not as widely spread out throughout the movie. It's mostly in the beginning. Like, I had no connection with any of the girls, so you don't really care about that in the slasher sense. I mean, how and, could you? Like- and they're fairly... It kind of drove me nuts that how dumb that they wrote these girls they made like every horror cliche trope mistake you know in the book <laughs> going yeah. through this and whatnot so it was kind of frustrating in that sense it's just kind of like one oh, of them okay. decided to lay down yes when the killer was after them and the others ran and she just was like 
I guess it's time for a nap. One of them stayed in a hot tub after seeing Pooh lurking in the darkness. Okay, let me comment on that. That one moment. That one. There were a couple of times I leaned in and was like, that's cool. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's a neat little thing. Like, I don't feel like I've seen that anywhere before. I'm sure. I'm sure that I have. But it's been a while, apparently. Or I just have no memory. Like, we were watching Dory the other day, my daughter and me. And I was like, that's like me. And she was like, what do you? You'll know when you're older. Um, but that where you see she's like, what the hell is that? And like goes in on her selfie. That's a little that does. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, that's a, OK, yeah. that's I a like moment. That. That's yeah. a thing. Like, And it's a good way to modernize it. Like Erica's talking. Right. About and I, I did like that. That all felt very natural because that girl does that in her real life. That whole segment where she's like taking selfies. Like. I, I just in that moment found myself being like. Is she a really good actor? Oh no, she just does this literally all day. Like they, they were just like, take a selfie of yourself, and she was like, "Got it." Like I no one ever understood an ten, assignment more. We didn't need ten minutes of it though. No, <laughs> what, what, no, it does have the, like male gaze comes in so hard. In oh this movie yeah, where it's like it does have that stretch. I don't feel like this either. is for me. Oh, I yeah. yeah, that's the issue. It's like it's not that I don't appreciate the grittiness or the meanness even of something, but there's like in the year of our Lord 2023, I'm tired of being told Thank by you. films, horror films, that they're not for me, that I'm not the audience, that I'm not welcome here by the creation of their female characters and the treatment of them. Um, I think that's my issue. It's not that I I can't like see and understand how that's like rooted in some traditions, but like they're ones that like there are some traditions maybe we can let go of <laughs> i just think that there's ways there's ways to sort of pay homage to like yeah exploitation films sure. well, but said, through a, they but through a modern lens yeah. it can be done Revenge. i don't know that like that's a pretty exploitation this movie is worth four smart people talking about all night. <laughs> like honestly like it's just like i do think it's, like, it's i do think it's shot pretty well and like it it's got some imagery yeah like, I, I like, like the, the way giant version of Pooh at the end when he's just like that towering scene. over yeah. them was probably yeah, great. With the, that one shot with the long haired dude up. looking up at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and shot. you know what scene is amazing, honestly? Like the intro is actually really good. Yeah. It's great. And it's so surreal watching this like adult Christopher Robin who to me is like, he's kind of like um, bootleg Robert Pattinson. He's got like skinny British boy energy. But he like. Uh, he's a shy guy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like watching him have this earnest conversation with his fiance about how they're real. The animals are real. And she's like trying to like be so sweet. And she's like, no, I'm, like, oh, no, I'm here to support you. It's like so <laughs> surreal. This movie's starting yeah. like, oh my God, what is like, this? And okay, then she immediately real, the, gets murdered. And it's in the beginning, I was hilarious. like, is this going to be good? What <laughs> am I doing? Is Am I going to go to bat for this movie? Like, is this like, it's kind of a little like, heavy on the atmosphere like y'all were saying the um visuals at the very beginning with the animation and then that first scene really tight like i really i feel like they cut characters out due to budget stuff like the and it just sucks even if you if if the only thing that changed was like four of those monsters running around with different personalities because that's the other thing like piglet and poo like they look different but really their physical the way they carry themselves and there's no, even though they're not talking, you can still have personality traits. They're like exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> like it would have been nice to have four characters. They're like, where's Rue? Maybe they, maybe they're, they're saving that for like that's the a universe thing. building. But that like, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But like, I'm, I really missed rabbit. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're owl. They like talked about yeah. it. I think there's yeah, it, it, a little Easter egg. Like if you watch the scene, the animated scene where they're pulling Christopher Robin away, you can see some more of the characters kind of peeking. And it may be that they're not totally down with having gone feral. Um, oh, but okay. Why? Right. Like I was waiting for some like more Rachel stuff. <laughs> I had the same Give thought. That maybe... I'm, a, I'm a Swifty. I'm like, until the end, I kind of. I kind of thought that like rabbit would show up and be like, no poo. Like, cause they talk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. They, well, and there's like, we're talking about Christopher Robin in the end of that cartoon and stuff. And it reminds me that, I mean, that's like where the problems with this movie comes in and part of what I was talking about. Cause this movie jumps around a lot, especially if you're paying any attention to the plot, like girls change their mind and what they're doing, et cetera. But like at the end of that cartoon, Colleen and I kind of took it that they had grabbed Christopher Robin and took him off. It looked kind of looked like they threw him in a fire pit we had or whatever. And we had the impression that they killed off Christopher Robin. So then he shows up. And what up until he shows up, first, I didn't realize it was Christopher Robin when they first showed him when Pooh walked in and cranked up his lights and his lair and stuff, which I thought the lair was cool with the bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> but then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, that's Christopher Robin. And then you're like, Oh, wait, all that stuff before just happened a couple weeks ago then. I was kind of under the impression it happened years ago. I mean. And then all the, we saw the newspaper clippings <coughs> in the uh, opening credits. And well, that's what I mean. There was no, stories. nothing is like, accomplished in establishing a time and place. If you're going to, if you're going to connect with any of these characters, though, it's going to be the Christopher Robin character. And instead they just tie him up and put him on ice the whole movie. Mm. Like, why wouldn't you just make it so Christopher <laughs> Which Robin. Which I promise you, if you tried to talk about gender being an issue in this movie that's exactly what they would point at to be like no 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 no, no. the guy right like, but like it and tied up the whole time why and couldn't christopher robin okay have brought a group of friends men and women out to the forest under false pretenses the wood because he wants to go and explore to see if like like he's torn because he doesn't know if this memory was real or not. Yeah, like, make it like a summer party yeah. movie. And he's kind of like, "Oh, I'm being silly, but I but I swear it was real." And so, like, hey, let's go out to this cabin, and then you could center the whole thing around him. You could have male and female characters mingling. Like, even better, he's hey, making up to Pooh and Piglet for leaving him for going to college and bringing them food. Here's the thing: I could make a poo movie. Let's do it. Why are we <laughs> yeah. not right now? Oh, I got. I want to so clip all of these. Somewhere. These audio clips are too tempting. <laughs> I think I you really should bring. just mine. I could make a poo movie, says Eric. <laughs> I honestly think I could bring a very authentic. I'm like, put it in my eyes. I honestly think I could bring a very authentic energy to the rabbit role. I'm being honest. I just fall in love with you all over mm-hmm. again. You know, I have a weird thing because of thank you, Robin Hood, Disney's Robin Hood. I was going to say Eeyore, but it's more than I'm just like irritated all the time. And that's more like. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. Actively irritated. Mm -hmm. Not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We could bring. So it would be me as Pooh, obviously. We could bring Mark back as Piglet. Eric could be Rabbit. And then Schnars could be the wise old owl. Who am I? Hey. Who are we? (laughs) What the hell, man? I'm just We're going through the, the main room. characters first. Oh, okay. The main That's, we thought we had, we had main character energy, but apparently sure we don't. Now. Apparently we're just Ellie body Rue, who are you? Uh, I don't that? think either one of you are short and tidy enough to have to put up with being my piglet. <laughs> I was thinking Here's the funny thing. Energy, I was, but it's fine. It's fine. I was reading the YouTube <laughs> comments and missed what you said, so I can't even try to defend you, Casey. I'm sorry. <laughs> Definitely piglet. He's the one in the books that has 
crippling anxiety disorder. I was going based on, uh, sorry, ladies, I was going entirely oh. based on size and going down the line. No. Everybody, you know, Mark and Schnarr should spin. It's all good. <laughs> well, oh, oh, in that case, we are the little fairies that pollinate the daisies. Much like the main <laughs> final know. girl in this film, we have just been killed off, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty unceremoniously, if we're being I'm honest. I'm going to shut like, up now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember, wasn't there like a, eight, like a Saturday morning Winnie the Pooh cartoon? I feel like that was oh, my for biggest. For sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And it had a weird 80s thing. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie mm-hmm. the Pooh. Because it sounded way out of time with like the imagery you're seeing because it's so classic. That was my Very biggest like um, uh, touchstone. Although I watched a couple of years ago the movie that's not the original movie, I guess. Blustery Day. Cute. Yeah. And that's the one I remember from my childhood because that's where oh, yeah. Pooh <coughs> climbs into Rabbit's hole because he wants honey. And then he eats so much that he gets stuck in the and hole. Yeah. Makes the table out of his butt. Yeah. Table out of his butt. He draws a face on it. No. Yeah, he drew the face and put the sticks on it for antlers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. I I have rabbit energy too. I like that. Like, make the best of your situation and just make it like <laughs> work for you. Like, I I am disappointed we didn't see Winnie the Pooh get stuck in any holes in this movie. We got this. I mean, maybe they're just. We like, did see him eat some bizarre substance that I I what don't was know that? what it was supposed to be. Uh, that looked like. I think that's KY. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. I mean, he's like has this weird like Candyman energy where he's like crying and drooling honey, and then yes, also controls like bees. We need. Yeah. Where did that? Oh my god! I'm so glad. He yes. Up. Hold it. Hold it. Because I was like at that point in the movie. I'll be honest. Dividing my attention slightly by like putting a little laundry in and just carrying my laptop around. That's why like, you're missing the important mythology. <laughs> you can't look can away. A little bit. The text is too and, dense. Uh, <laughs> it was breaking my brain, Rachel. I just had to like step away for a moment. Um, but yeah, I had to rewind it, which was a pain in the whole ass because I couldn't like. Where did Piglet go? I don't know. I'm sorry to break. Okay. Um. There you are. Okay. I had to do something um, that was not camera proper. So continue. He does have the red um, t-shirt on. Maybe he doesn't have the pants. <laughs> like, maybe he's winning the coin. <laughs> into it. Um, but the bees. Yeah. Where did that even come from? Had we seen that before the end? Was that a thing at any other point? Uh, I mean, I he just like, there's one there point. Was where, yeah. He was just magic, you guys. He was like a wizard. He literally just like. Was like now the the enchanted forest will send bees to this person. They really could that have done more referencing though. Yeah. Like, and I don't know if they they were afraid of that. I guess maybe be like afraid of running afoul of Disney lawyers. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's got to be terrifying making this movie, right? Yeah, knowing that you're not going to cross that line and to Disney territory. Well, playing they in had already they, space, pretty like, sure they made it. Yeah. Didn't it come out right after the thing? lapsed so i think they made it before yeah to like oh, have yeah. it ready which is kind of oh, i'm sure like because they announced it like the month after it to lapsed, have that much like, foresight on anything in my life would be incredible. It'd be ironic if they get sued Dang. by the owners of candy man <laughs> yeah. so but who would win in a fight winnie the pooh or brock lesnar <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Winnie the Pooh can't fight. Oh, I don't can know. He can karate no, 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 chop no, off it. heads. He did pretty good. Hold it. He can chop off extremities. Yeah. yeah. With his little mitts. Yes. With his rubber gloves. Yeah. I mean, also if you have a latex energy. Like, oh, thank you. He was just magic in the third act in a way that like I don't 
feel like was earned? Or like, why does why is he that strong? I mean, he cries, honey. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I with every they- with every animal he eats that was the friend, does he gain their strength? A la Dwight Schrute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's another thing that they really missed out on uh, here is not letting them talk with Pooh and Piglet. Now, obviously, you couldn't do the classic Disney voices for Pooh and Piglet, but I mean, they can't. They had voices in the Milner version, you know, and lines and stuff. They could have gave them some folksy dumb shit to say when they're killing people or something, and it would have been it would have up do you think a little bit I that's think. specifically why they wrote in that thing about they don't talk anymore could be also yeah, animating so. the mouth yeah, yeah right. those masks didn't have a whole lot of because you couldn't do anything that's familiar to the disney right because there were supposed to be moments i think where Pooh was feeling feelings empathy i don't know something but like i was not it was like trying to watch a housewife of wherever. oh my god <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> Shots I will be there fired. one day. I fully know this. We are getting an injector <laughs> next door to the salon. Oh no! Straight up, I won't bring her muffins and a flower and be like, "Would you like to trade services?" I'm about the age where I need yours. So. Yeah, but uh, we take some YouTube comments. Yeah, live comments here. Oh, where? How do I? See? <coughs> oh, I can um, pop them in. I'll just read them. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Thomas says Disney still owns. The red shirt, no pants, copyright. Oh, yep. okay. You don't get to own my I don't know pants, what the sir. original. Not even Disney. I don't know what the book. <laughs> I don't know what the book Pooh looked like. Like the original Wizard similar. of Oz books yeah. surely must be in, all very in public domain, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there is a Wizard of Oz Pooh horror did. film coming out this year. <gasps> okay. Ooh, yeah. interested. Okay, yep. I'm interested. It looks you know, pretty it's creepy. It's funny with that copyright, though. There was that scene when... Who is tor- torturing uh, Christopher Robbins? And there was a point where Christopher Robin was on the floor. Pooh was standing over him. I know they couldn't because of the copyright. It would have been a perfect place for Pooh to say, oh, bother. <laughs> when uh, I mean, right, Robin was like, asking him, why are you doing this and stuff? And they'd like chop him up or something. Definitely. Like you could still make a mean, trashy movie and have it be goofy. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I could always, I, I could always use more camp. It doesn't matter what the situation. So, yeah. I mean, look at banana splits. You need to camp for this kind of material, especially when you're playing with childhood stuff. You got to camp it up. Did we, I me, watch that? No, I watched it. the Nicolas Cage thing that I did not like. That was uh, the Five Nights at Freddy. Now, Willie's Wonder, Willy's Wonder, yeah. Now, put Nicolas Cage in one of these Pooh movies, and oh. then we can really talk. Dying. Oh, oh, 10 out of 10. Cage is Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> I'm down. God, um, Nick Cage's Tigger would be amazing. Yeah. Julie says. <laughs> So excited to get the synopsis from Winnie the Poop himself. <laughs> Yay. Levi, someone tried to tell me it was a love story to every 80s slasher. That I think they're just slasher fans. You can I mean, still something them. can be a There's love moments. story and you can still think it's not good. It's understandable. Our Mason, damn, I want a Lars von Trier Winnie the Pooh horror film. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Let's do it. Send him a letter. <coughs> One more from Levi. I was absolutely destroyed on Twitter for posting the Rotten Tomato score. There's a lot of fans out there. Right. There's no in between, dude. I see either this is the worst thing I've ever seen or like, or people literally like what I see is people ducking out from behind a bush and looking around being like, I kind of like this movie. And then like, you know, Ooh. in that way, it reminds me a little of like Hatchet, that franchise and like, oh. 
the kind of like DIY, like yeah. it's going yeah. to charm some people in such a way that like it is. This is not that far endears. off from the production quality of a later hatchet movie. It's so, yeah, yeah. It kind of, there were moments that it felt like that to me. And like, you could tell like, especially the scenes that weren't involved with killings and with Pooh and Piglet, that the girls talking to each other, it was pretty, I thought it looked like it was shot on iPhone. It's still a good, but it definitely looked like it wasn't shot in the same camera as the fights and kills. Yeah, I was almost expecting the whole thing to look cheaper than it did. I was kind of surprised it by looked, how nice it looked. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't really the issue. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Would you recommend Winnie the Pooh, Bl- Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey? <laughs> Elizabeth. No. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> I think for anybody who watched the trailer and were like, I want to see this. I think it delivers on what the trailer promises. You're so nice. Is that a yes or a no? That is a yes with caveat. Got it. I do that a lot. I can't begrudge you that. Casey? I would go the conditional yes, too. I think there's definitely an audience for it. And I think if you like these kind of movies, it's worth watching. You know what? Maybe the problem was it was like three o'clock when I watched it, and I was not. Listen, right. don't apologize. It's a piece of know. shit. It, like I don't, you know, valid like, as yeah. hell, girl. <laughs> like, yeah, you're not wrong. Just, <laughs> just, I don't know that like Stone Cold Sober after working, like just like driving straight into Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey is the yeah, you're fine. Half it's time um, to do definitely like film. a third. It's definitely a third beer kind not of. Not impressed. <laughs> I wasn't impressed because I like to sow chaos in I this know, world of ours. Go. I'm gonna say never yes. change. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my Unconditional god. yes. Oh. <laughs> I really wish I had like a. Devil you're gonna tell voice Susan. Changer. You're gonna tell my mom to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're here, and you're like Susan, your jewelry is so beautiful that you've made lately. How earthy? Uh-huh. How's life? How's the you know, I'm gonna tell sh- people to watch, watch this movie. I'm gonna tell them Winnie it's the, the Pooh, greatest movie of all time. And, and then when they come back to me angry and confused, I'm gonna act like they're crazy. I'm gonna be like, "What? Are you serious? It's like Citizen Kane. It's the best movie. Blood, honey, and gaslighting. That. Excellent. That's, I was about to say, why not commit in the most just cool. insane way ever? Yeah, make it your. Ah, we're just having fun. All right, that's um, three thumbs up and one down from the VGH crew. I'm proud of that. Let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. New Line Cinema presents a startling new vision from the director of The Crow. On the edge of reality and the threshold of illusion lies a world beyond all imagination. I call them strangers. This city, everyone in it, is their experiment. They mix and match our memories. There's no way out! Dark City, rated R, starts Friday, February 27th. Hi, this is Doc Bradley Pinhead from the Hellraiser Movies, welcoming you to Bloody Good Horror. Episodes and much more. 
patreon.com slash bloodygoodhorror. And we're back. Info at bloodygoodhorror.com is the email address. Um, I, we'll get to that in a second. First up, um, Rachel, what's going on in your podcasting life? Uh, things are chugging along at Zombie Girls. We're heading into Pride Month. Um, so we're going to have some really awesome queer guests. We're going to talk about queer horror across sort of the, the various platforms. Um, very, very excited to talk. It's like my favorite time of year. So excited to get into some of that. So for those of you out there who, if that's your vibe, maybe, or maybe you're curious about queer horror, this is a great time to come check us on out. Love it. Elizabeth, what about you? Um, pretty busy hustling the hair in Collierville, Tennessee these days. But uh, I was on Plug It Up recently for the Skeleton Key. And um, you can check out Hero Score, which will be kicking back into gear soon here. And I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, I'll be around here whenever I'm welcome, <laughs> when you will have me. <laughs> Casey? Uh, not much going on for me as of late on the fun side of stuff. I'm still posting drawings and art on uh, Cinema Dopramage out there. There's a t-shirt <coughs> floating around that's pretty cool. I don't have an example to show you, but it is out there on Instagram. So check that out. It is uh, BGH themed. Proud soon Love to it. be owner. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the middle. I, uh, hey. I've been... Trying to get my atrophied brain to start working on music again, so we got some some stuff cooking in the lab. But I do have um, an EP that came out, I think, in March called Hi-Fi Lives. You can find it on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, if you're one of those people, and kind of anywhere else. It's H-Y-F-Y. It's Spooky Synthwave. It's a good so check it out. It's a- and I whisper on it. You do. Maybe it's true. Um, I got like 15 emails from Caitlin and Kissimmee. Caitlin, I love you, but I'm going to pick and choose a little bit here. (laughs) Um, She says, yeah, where do I even start? Oh, one of the subjects just said, Eric, honey. So um, the email says, so I'll read it with with the subject. Eric, honey, House of Wax has always been a banger, but now their recent horror movies are so god awful. The early 2000s stuff is the best escape you could ever go to for a mix of nostalgia and just plain dumb happiness. I'm telling you to check out Cherry Falls again and have the best time ever. You're welcome. I hard agree. Why did you watch House of Wax? Because you suggested it and then fell asleep. I told you that's (laughs) a nap. It's one of my nap movies. Yeah, you're welcome. Cherry Falls is great and weird and has a fascinating like story behind it. Have you seen Cherry Falls, Rachel? No, it's. Are you familiar with I, it? Yeah, it's the Brittany Murphy film. Like we keep talking. Yes. I haven't watched it because we keep talking about doing it on Zombie Girls, and so it just keeps getting pushed down the road. But it's, a good one. it's on my. I'll do that. List. Okay. Um, another one from Caitlin. I'm so glad that someone's watching two B horror movies. I absolutely love how horrible they are, but Horror in the High Desert won me over. No one has seen it. I thought it was way beyond what it should have been and reminded me of something like Hell House LLC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was literally one of my scary moments on uh It scared me. Yeah, it freaked me out. Yeah. Um, I do have some bad news about 
Tubi. Why? It is apparently owned by Fox Corporation. Oh, no. And at their recent upfronts, they talked about their streaming things, like supporting Fox News or something like that. Like there was something about how the revenue from Tubi was helping that. Like there's there's Hmm. some synergy going on there. Ad blockers are your friend. And now I feel no guilt whatsoever. Every time that little thing clicks forward and I feel like I... Will an ad blocker work though on the streaming, the inserted ads on the stream? I don't know. It's whenever I watch Tubi, there's like a little click and then I'm like, I'm a god. And now I know that I'm taking right, money out on of uh, Fox News's pocket. Now I really feel good about it. That's right, listeners. We've gone woke. Oh, come at me. Um, let's see. Horror in the High Desert is great, though. It scared the shit out of me. Yep. I watched it on your recommendation, and it, it like even this crusty, dead inside husk of a right? human was creeped out at those final scenes. Right? I've got the second yes. one queued up, but I haven't watched it yet. Um, it's- um, it's, yeah, it's. I will say I watched this movie with Elizabeth and legitimately told her afterwards that I would not go brush my teeth by myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. The house was dark and scary in the same way that that desert oh, was. Oh, that sounds amazing. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was freaked out. God, I missed that. Freaked out. I, it makes you feel alive. Right. Like when I was right. young, I felt things other than anxiety, like love that's, and fear. <laughs> that's exactly why I chase it. It is it is such a pure, innocent yes. feeling. Well, and you're yeah. so grounded in that moment. Like it's a way to be present, like for people who mm-hmm. like cannot. Mm-hmm. I just love it. Yeah. I crave yep, it. I agree. Yep. Chasing the dragon. Chasing the dragon. Um, email from Gina. Gina says, damn, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, it's a good show. Uh, just wanted to honor John for his moratorium on social media. Listen, okay, he just does it because he's old and lazy. It's not like he. It's not he, a okay, principled let's not stance. give John too much. <laughs> he's too boring. Okay, um, me too. I hate it. I'm convinced that Instagram is the devil. To all BGHers, are there any social norms for which you would consider yourself to be an outlier? Hmm. Probably. Um, I mean, I feel like we all probably fall into that category to some way. Watching horror movies. I don't have TikTok. Yeah, I still don't TikTok. But that might also just I be did. I'm a geriatric. I absolutely hate social media. I went hardcore on TikTok for not using it, not like posting, but using it for like a year. And then for my mental health was like, this is poison to my brain. I need to like cut this out. Right. Yeah. Right. That algorithm will get you. Like it'll give you what you want and then it'll give you what it thinks you want and then it'll change you. <laughs> well, I was actually I was actually reading too that there's something um it's about there's something about the rapid topic shifts that are actually like really It's very jarring. Um, to me. I don't love it. Jarring and like bad for your like nervous system basically because your brain is trying to process 30 different emotions in 60 seconds. Well, somebody, some Cause it could like, be yeah, funny to me. tragic, to mean, okay. to violent, to like yeah. depressing. And that it's actually like, because of how rapid fire it's going, it's like really bad for you. It's like mental whiplash essentially. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. I, I will tell you what I have not for one. I, I used to love it. I used to talk about the show yeah. all the time. <clears throat> it is really insidious. And in that way, like it's enjoyable. Yeah. But like in a way that's very insidious, oh, yeah. I do not for a second regret. Like I never think about going on. I also, I got rid of my Facebook a couple of years ago. Aside from occasionally like missing a gathering because everyone just assumes I've like seen some stupid Facebook invite. 
I'm never like, boy, I wish I was on Facebook to see my racist cousin's posts. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> or like, yeah. I'll Facebook talk to my is mom. basically like racist cousins unite. Yeah, I'll call. I'll be talking to my mom. Did you hear what so- cousin so and so posted? I'm like, no, I did not. <laughs> you're gonna tell me that, right? <laughs> Pretty sure you're gonna tell me, even though I deleted Facebook for a reason. I think like GeoCities, um, it's time we go back to MySpace. Right. I want to pick a song that? that represents my. You know what soul. I miss? Man, time bulletin. You know what I miss? I miss um, like web rings Mm. where like, so this used to be if you had a horror website in like 1999, 2000, whatever, (coughs) a web ring was like a group of site. It was basically like a proto network. Yeah. It was like, hey, we're all going to gang up. We'll put the same tag at the bottom and it'll cycle through links anytime somebody loads a page. So when you get to the bottom of the page, you see a link to someone else's website that also does horror. So it's kind of a way of like joining together to spread, a, like try to get viral, like clicks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does anyone know what I'm talking I, about? It's, it's, I, yes. I haven't thought familiar. about it a million. It's, it's really like, does, yeah. I'm remembering it's coming back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like the way that now like a t- people are like Twitch mods and they make that their entire personality. Yeah. People used to be like, I'm a horror ring owner. Want to join my horror ring? Like, all you have to do is send me this and I'll do this. And like, that was their yeah. whole fucking purpose in life. Oh, yeah. Was to that run does, a horror. That does Holy shit. Send me your banner like yes. this. And we'll put oh we'll plug God. your HTML in. Well, I mean, that was the, that <coughs> was the way back in the day when you when I started blogging and stuff. That's what you did. You had to reach out to people and say, hey, you want to trade links? Or like having a links page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like your content. Would your you like to share? <laughs> oh, my God. It's so old school. You take me back. I don't know. It was like an innocent time where like you had to have human connection even on the internet. Imagine right, that. Right. Yeah. So grim now. Well, it was a time that you could remember that there was actually another human on the other right. end. That's the problem. Everybody's forgotten that there's actually humans at the other end now. Right. We've all done it. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. Ironically, the more like a visual at, like aspect to it, the less humanity aspect. You know what I mean? Like now mm-hmm. that we have Instagram, yeah. like everything is so filtered and and false. Even though, like, it was like, the internet was like basically like the Zork of you know what I mean. It was just text based, <laughs> and it was more human than. That is super interesting. Actually, it's completely switched mediums. Yeah. See, Rachel, though you every I agree, I understand your point and agree with it. You know, we should bring GeoCities back, but then my. Day job Casey brain kicks in. I'm like, oh God, no. Really? <laughs> it's not secure. <laughs> I guess that's probably true. As someone who like had to fight off like, I don't know, like a million Korean hackers yeah. that look took over RachelChateau.com. I, <laughs> I guess maybe I, I was gonna say you're gonna get hacked. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. All right, fine. Makes sense, Dad. It's fine. There's a trade-off there. Yeah, but it's a reason. There's a reason those things are in the. But past. the butterfly cursor. Did you think about that? Yeah. <laughs> now that was that could be fun. Don't you miss that? Uh, we have one more email. Sorry, I'm like I keep basically just muting and hacking endlessly off screen. Um, from Kaylin, <coughs> I was waiting and pacing with wonder and excitement. To see uh, during the Evil Dead Rise episode, for John to get to the point in the episode where he would say that this high rise in Evil Dead was not making a profit like in Resident Evil. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's it. That's the email. <laughs> I wasn't one of my. That's 
She a does know easy, she does know our history well. She so. does, yeah. That's an easy top five BGH moment for me. Just yeah, the it's very the good. genuineness with which John was flabbergasted <laughs> oh, by the Umbrella Corporation was incredible. <laughs> well, like I just don't and, understand. Like it's not like the thing even, that, there would be no return on investment or But the thing that made it so funny was like he was dead on. Like, why would they want to destroy yes. every one of their consumers? What is the motive? Yeah. Yeah. There is a supply and demand situation <laughs> here that we need to address. It's sort of like the the vampire equation. Like you can't. It's like an allegory for global warming, perhaps. Let's write movies, guys. <laughs> uh, Casey, what do we got on Twitter? All right, we got a couple tweets out there. Uh, use the I'm sorry. Use the ask BGH hashtag. Ask us questions, we'll answer. First up, we have coming from at Equal Op Dork. Great name. Did you look? This is uh, in response to Eric's post uh, calling for questions earlier this week, announcing for covering Winnie the Pooh. He simply says, Did you lose a bet? Casey, uh, how did we come about this movie? Um, well, it had a lot of buzz, and we are dealing, you know, we were planning for two weeks without Schnars, and last week we ended up taking a week off. Uh, Eric's Clearly, you know, hasn't been feeling well, so we gave him some rest. And we needed something to uh, come back to without Schnars that was uh, going to be kind of a no-brainer. And I figured this is the only time I'm going to get Eric to agree, so I threw it out there. <laughs> it turns out he liked it better than I did. What did you text me when you started watching it? I texted Eric last night. I said, Eric, remember when you sit down to watch this that I'm sorry and I love you. <laughs> 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 twist I yeah like i knew how that i i there was you know it's gonna go one or two ways right yeah yeah this is not a middle it of the sort road. of a safe bet kind of yeah. if you're daring eric to not like something he's probably gonna like it all right next up we have at well horror from well-adjusted horror podcast this is a pretty broad question but it's a good one what's your favorite year in horror year oh my gosh Um, the year was born 1982 there you go i'm so bad with numbers and math like creep show and i believe the fog came out in 1982 solid i'm gonna look up a list i don't know maybe just to keep it easy like what was scream 96 Mm -hmm. (coughs) that's a pretty good one that's a hard one. Yeah, a year. So I want to do one that like it's a year that like packs more punch, where like a bunch of things came out. This will take research and yeah. I'll cheat okay. and say the year I was born uh, as well, nineteen seventy eight. Yes, I am an elder. Halloween. Love. Oh, that is a good. That's a good year. Here's nineteen eighty two. Pieces. Mm. Slumber Party Massacre. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, Poltergeist. Yeah, maybe that's my year too. Then basket case. Okay, I change my answer. Pretty formative to my Halloween three, the thing. Yeah, yeah. Friday the thirteenth yeah. part three. Done. The house on sorority row. Done. Creep show. Yep. <coughs> that's a good. I was leaning towards Elizabeth's, Elizabeth's favorite movie. Cue the winged serpent. Shut the Ooh. fuck up with that movie. Shutter. <laughs> Hear me now. Please stop playing that movie. <laughs> Can I work for your curation department to pick any other? Is it a rights issue? Uh, let me just please. What is wrong with Shutter TV? It's a travesty oh, what they do with I that channel. I want it to be great, but it's not. And so we're just 
I go to like what what were we talking about earlier? Like Pluto or Tubi. Because they'll just play a movie after a movie where I don't have to freaking make a decision because I'm tired, you guys. Let's stop playing Cue the Queen's Survey, please. <laughs> I was okay when it was Chopping Mall for six months because I freaking love that movie, but Cue the Queen's Survey, no. Need to go. I was going to go 82 as well, but almost entirely based on Poltergeist. That's a good one. Just because I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's solid. That's solid. 78. I don't know. Oh. When did Dr. Giggles come out? That was a big year. <laughs> oh my God. Off the top of my head, I'm going to say 1992 right. or three. That was I was going to say one that my mom would let me rent at Blockbuster. So every girl that ever came to sleep over at my house would be like, You ever heard of Dr. Giggles? You want to watch a scary movie? It's Ooh, October 23rd, 1992. I was right. Nice. Very nice. nice. I actually just saw Man, that. Man, imagine like seeing that ago. on Halloween. <laughs> it's not good. All right, last up we have from at C. Slenderson. What children's story would you actually want made into a horror movie? James and the Giant Peach, Willy Wonka, et cetera, et cetera. Where the Wild Things Are. Hmm. That could be fun. I mean, that seems pretty obvious, right? You got beasties. Like, it's already there. It just needs to, like, firm up a little. Like, just make it real. Yeah. So, Thundercats, period. It's the best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or the Smurfs. Think about it. They're small. Turns out Gargamel was actually the good guy. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. That could be, yeah, I could see that. Okay. I, I, they, it sounds corny, but I'd love a darker Scooby Doo. Mm, mm-hmm. That could be cool. Mm-hmm. You could even no, do the that same would be cast. Awesome. You could do the same it. cast as the original. <laughs> I'm as brain, the, the cast wasn't too. the problem. The cast yeah. was not the problem. Or even do a Scooby Doo that's in the vein of like the goose, the modern Goosebumps movies with Jack Black. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and just bring Matthew Lillard back, and we're good. Scooby Doo <laughs> would be. Good. Um, I'm gonna do my best on these Instagram questions. Get a rabbit. That'd be scary. Yeah, <laughs> I'm dying right now, but I'm um, see where we are. Are any of you watching Dead Ringers? I am. Uh, no, I need to. What is this? Bad. This is what I was talking about. It's the okay. So it's a serialized remake or reimagining of the Cronenberg film, mm. starring Jeremy Irons as twin gynecologists. Um, but it's Rachel Vice instead, and it's amazing. It's very queer and very like. Oh wait, sexy, I didn't even. But also really graphic. I didn't put this together when you were. So it's her as both people. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Same um, as Jeremy Irons in the original. Right. Movie. But and so I really was wondering, like, how can they even make this now? Like, it will. I was figuring it was going to be such a departure from the story, the original, like, sort of like baseline of the story, because of how difficult that even would be to handle today in today's like political climate. It's like chef's kiss. Like they literally, I didn't realize how inverting it to female doctors immediately changes the landscape in a way. And they're queer. Like there's a lot of gender politics going on that it's not, it's not making them better people. Like it's still the same like problematic behavior as if you're familiar with the movie, but it's just a fascinating character study. I would recommend it to anybody who likes either Rachel Weisz or any Cronenberg. Hmm. I've never good. seen the movie. Oh, it's a good pretty one. Pretty good. <coughs> what public domain characters would be good in a horror movie? 
Hmm. I'm not even sure what are public domain characters these days. Hmm. Yeah. Or forget about that, because the other people have asked the same question, like just any childhood property that you okay, think I would. It. I got it. Do y'all know that Looney Tune or whatever it is, where it's like the Marilyn Monroe coded, I think she has red hair though, like lounge singer in the wolf that's like the, oh, like the eyes and the tongue. And she's like singing. No, Rachel, I'm going to send you a gift. Yeah. Um, I want that movie, to keep it animated, but sh- it's like, promising young woman and she's like taking down all the wolves so you want like like modern jessica rabbit yes yeah mm-hmm. but like cool. r-rated mm-hmm. on a warpath <coughs> now i was looking at a list of fictional characters in the public domain and i do believe the director of winnie the pooh blood and honey has a movie on this character coming out, but I could see Peter Pan being being interested. Peter Pan and Bambi and a secret project, which I'm guessing. I is- saw that Bambi. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, no, wait, I'm that's so all sorry. by the same person though. Yeah. What? Oh, I, I mean, like the movies like, are Pete- made. They just are. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He produced. That's real bold. You maybe should have put this one out. Time to the- be alive. Put this movie out. Waited for the feedback before you made mm-hmm. more, my friend. Mm-hmm. Little less, little life lesson. Yeah, they, it, but like Peter Pan, a horror movie about, uh, you know, some weird adult child, a man child who shows up at their bedroom window at night and takes them off to Never Neverland. That's going to be scary. I mean, right? That's the twist. The guy in the, in the story within the story is Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah. All coming together mm-hmm. now. That's right. It's not public That's domain, right. but do you guys remember the Snorks? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. They were Steve oh, Smurfs. Remake yeah, the Snorks, were. but it's like Lovecraftian. I just literally saw it in my head. Yeah, that would be good. Like it's I'm basically like, underwater. Say underwater. Never <laughs> mind. We already did it. <laughs> um, <coughs> what children's story or movie really freaked you out as a kid? Return to Oz. Oh my God, fucked me up pretty bad. That movie. Uh, the Last Watch Unicorn. Yeah. Yes. I found. Oh. I found the never-ending story movies to be Same. very scary when Same. I was a kid, especially yeah, the second the one. Unicorn freaked me out. The, the one with Jonathan, kind of did too. the one with Jonathan Brandis, which I think was the second one, like mega freaked me out. That movie's scary. Rachel, you may connect with this one uh, with me a little more than the other two, <clears> but uh, Watcher in the Woods. Oh my god, I love that movie. Have you ever seen photos of the Watcher that they they cut from the movie? It yeah, didn't we do a show on that? So good, Betty Davis. Come on, yeah, but that was terrifying when I was a kid. The first time I saw it's like, holy crap, what was that? And that's what probably turned us into horror dorks. Is like, yeah, the the children's movies we grew up with were so messed up. I mean, Return to Oz literally starts with Dorothy Gale getting electroshock therapy. It's It's so so messed up. I love that. I mean, and the the like head, the scene with the queen's heads is so oh, horrifying. Like, yeah. Have you recently? Oh, Alice in Wonderland. On the horror note about kids. Oh yeah. Stars. Yeah. Have you recently revisited the Black Hole? Yes. That movie a- is messed up. It basically has the same ending as the Beyond, <laughs> but for children. You yeah. mean the like? For children. You mean the like uh, fake Star Wars thing with the. Yes. Oh, it wasn't very Star Wars. Well, it has. Yeah. Yeah, it has Anthony Perkins in it, and there is a abused. It's and a space opera kind of thing, robot. Right? 
that that has been about. beat up and bullied by the other robots. And in the end, spoilers for the black hole. Wasn't that a Disney movie? 70s. Yes. It ends with yeah, like yeah, yeah. the I've villain trapped inside a robot in hell. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I had never heard of that until like my mid twenties and somebody worked with us telling me about it. Who was like your age, Rachel, I think. So it's fun. We used to watch. I we used to watch that when I was a kid growing up all the time because my uncle was the uh, only person, the fam- first person in the family to have a VCR. The only kids' tapes he had was Star Wars, A New Hope, and Black Hole. Dude, my I'm gonna watch and I used to watch it over and over and over. But I revisited that probably about five years ago. It's and, it, and I was shocked, like you said, Rachel. It's just like holy shit! I don't remember this being that dark. It's real <laughs> fascinating because it because it so is though, like. Somebody saw the success of Star Wars and was Disney was like, we got to do that. 100%. And the, and it's such a bizarre, like, reinterpretation of it. Yeah. That just, I can't get over the googly eyes in the robot. I'm just going to well, drop it. It had that weird, it kind of had that feeling of, um, like, the old Lost in Space and stuff, too. It had that weird campiness design to it. <laughs> like, that old retro futurism design that I always loved. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. I just dropped the end of the movie from YouTube into the private <laughs> chat if you guys want to. Just skip to the end. It is wildly dark. <laughs> well, so Rachel, why don't you ask your own Ask BGH here? Oh, I mean, I feel like we already covered it, which was, you know, what Saturday morning cartoon would you want to see turned into a horror film? And for me, it's Thundercats, for sure. For sure. Like... WWF superstars or like an actual like a live action really scary version of the real Ghostbusters would also be amazing but that's already a little horror mm-hmm. it's not the same kind yeah. of thing yeah. wait is the real Ghostbusters the one that like wasn't like the movie not the one with the monk with the like gorilla although that yeah, is also that. my answer <laughs> um, but no 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 the one that had the like fake Egon with the like soft serve um, yeah, yeah. Pompadour. yeah that's what I was into mm-hmm. And Slimer talk. I wasn't going to take that bullshit other one. (laughs) I, um, as a kid, that cartoon scared me very, very badly. And there was one episode in particular, which was the um, Boogeyman episode. I don't know if you remember this one, that it's like he hunted Egon as a child and he comes back. And my partner was at like a game, like a toy fair thing, and he found a cell of the boogeyman. So now I'm working through my trauma with a photo of it in my home. And every time I look at it, I'm like, ooh. But yeah. Exposure there. Yeah. All right. Last question of the evening. I don't really know how to answer this, but I'm intrigued. Best kind of honey. Raw? Is that my answer? Sweet. Local? Sugar, Raw? Honey. Allergic to honey. I did have honey Local. once that was flavored like strawberry. Ooh. I don't know how they do that, but it was pretty good. Interesting. We'd like to get uh, local honey when we're traveling because then it helps you. Or so we've been told it helps you fight off the allergies of yes, that area. So I've always been a child with allergies, now an adult with crippling allergies. Yeah. And they always say that to do like lo- local. Interesting. Honey, take a teaspoon. In the morning, or whatever. I'm going with poo tears. Poo tear honey. That is the number one honey. <laughs> I'll just lick them from his face. Yes. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> That's going to do it for uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Don't forget to check us out. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. <clears throat> oh, my good Lord. Check out our uh, contributors everywhere they might be. And um, I believe Schnars is back next week. 
So there you go. Hope everybody enjoy the show, and we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye-bye.